Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Wolves of Midnight Podcast. I am your host, Pack Leader, and team leader of Team Alpha Wolf Squadron Midnight. All right, and it's uh, it's me again today here in the beautiful city of Baltimore at uh, this lovely, lovely Tuesday. This is the third take I've had to do. Um, Twitter, <laughs> but um, yeah, this is the third take I had to do. Just had to get some things fixed with the mic and get it all organized and everything. But um, today, I just uh, I just want to bring you all a lot of different news of things that's going to be going on here. So uh, this coming Thursday, make sure you tune in. Okay, uh, I'll be at eleven o'clock. I will be talking with Ben Rayner, um, a guy who I've just recently met in the Schmodown Friends and Family uh, 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 group on Facebook. <clears throat> and um, if you are a fan of the Schmodown. Um, if you don't know what the Schmodown is, it is a, like a movie trivia uh, tournament. Uh, it's a league where uh, fans of movie trivia all over, uh, a, a lot, you know, here they're trying to expand more. I eventually myself want to compete and um, become, you know, with hopes to become champion one day. And uh, so they, they get a lot, they just get a lot of people from all over and compete, talk about movie trivia, and see who knows the most, essentially. Um, so. Uh, I say all that to say, I met Ben Rayner in the uh, in this group called the Family and Friends Group of the Schmodown or Schmodown Family Friends Group. I'm sorry, and you know we're just talking, rapping, and uh, you know we decided, hey, we're gonna let's do a collaboration on episode three of Moon Knight, and uh, you know I covered episode one. You know maybe on Thursday we'll cover episodes two and three, which I've been meaning to do actually, but we will we can get to that on Thursday. So it'll be interesting. We'll have gonna have a great conversation, talk a lot of things Marvel because there's a lot coming up remember uh, Morbius just came up but this is not the Marvel talking about it's Sony we are speaking directly at the MCU May 6th the official release of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness directed by one Sam Raimi it's going to be awesome and a lot of us are wondering where the Thor trailer is I know myself most definitely I'm waiting for this trailer so we'll we'll talk about theories of why we haven't seen one yet one that's been floating around that I found very very interesting is that something happens at the end of Moon Knight considering now getting more uh, pantheons of gods into the mix now the MCU now we have we have the Asgardians and then we've had the Eternals and now we'll have the Egyptian gods and then apparent since Zeus will be showing up in Thor Love and Thunder being played by one Russell Crowe we're bringing in the Greek pantheon so there's going to be a lot that's going on here that we definitely want to cover definitely want to check out so look out for that uh, episode on Thursday and some more things that we'll be talking about uh, Lord of the Rings will be one of them but I won't get into the full details of that I'll leave that as a surprise for you so uh Ladies and gentlemen, let's 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 get into it. So today I find out, I, you know, I'm just doing some research. I find out that Netflix will be doing a John Wayne Gacy's tapes, uh, and as far as Confessions of a Killer. Um, John, if you don't know, John Wayne Gacy was a terrifying serial killer. He was the guy that you, you know put on the clown suit, went to birthday parties, meeting up with different kids and and, and families, and he is responsible for the murders of 33 people. 
throughout the 1970s. And the scary part about him is that he was able to cover up the fact that, you know, he was this nice guy, this upstanding citizen, but yet you have 26 bodies buried at the bottom of your house. And the other, the others couldn't be recovered. I'm sorry, I mean, there might have been the other seven. You know, they, they, they weren't there, but like, dude, you're scared. That, that's, that's a scary thing. I remember uh, watching some of the, I never finished them, but I did find them interesting, the Ted Bundy Confessions of the Killer tapes. And the thing about these serial killers, man, they, they are just really disturbed individuals. And it just seems like now, compared to back then, it's almost like the serial killer has quote-unquote faded from existence, but not really. There's just something that nobody's talking about. Uh, somebody at work today was telling me about this guy, is Israel Keys. Like 15 people, you know. What? I, did, I don't recall hearing about this anytime soon, do you? Please let me know. I mean, I don't want to just make assumptions, but I, I haven't heard about him. So I think it's interesting because Netflix has been doing like a lot of true crime series. And I haven't seen one for, for John Wayne Gacy, but I think that this is a this is a interesting individual to cover. And I mean, I don't mean interesting in like, oh my goodness, I want to sit and interview you and have a car. No, 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 no. I mean, he's just, you know, he's peculiar. Like, how do you think, how did you, how do you really get into the mind of a monster like that? And... Yeah, I remember watching the movie Zodiac and feeling, feeling like the same way. These these guys, they they just undergo like so much you know psychological trauma or things that disturb them in ways where or some just for the sake of it. And and, and it's scary, you know. It really is a scary thing. But I, I want to give that a watch and like see. What really went on? I, I do find that study, you know, studying the the, the the minds of individuals like these to be really uh, interesting. I remember taking a class back at uh, the prestigious Baltimore Polytechnic Institute, and we had a forensic class that we ended up splitting in two parts uh, throughout the year. The first half was going to be on the science side, forensic science, and then the other side was going to be uh, the law, as far as you know, doing cases and. You know what lawyers do with how to act in the courtroom. We ran a mock trial, which was so much fun to do. And I remember in the first half when we were going over things in science and studying, you know, serial killer profiles. Um, a movie that I love absolutely always comes up, and we watched it. And I believe I that was the first time I had seen it. So not only am I in a class that I find highly interesting, but I'm watching a movie that I've always wanted to see, and that movie being. The Silence of the Lambs, where Anthony Hopkins wins an Oscar for being in the movie for only 16 minutes. 16 minutes in a two-plus-hour movie. And Jodie Foster, was getting Best Actress, as well-deserved. Love her. Love her in that movie. And just how Hannibal Lecter was able to help guide her to Buffalo Bill. And really teach her, and really give that creep factor, like, there's something wrong with you, but yet you're so intelligent. And it's almost, uh, it, it's, I guess, for lack of a better term, seductive. Not like in a way where you want to go and do those things, but it's like, you're so intrigued by how this so broken person can be so, 
intelligent, and then, but it's almost like that perfect balance that brings in that fear that that really shows who they are as serial killers. But you know what? I say all that to say, <laughs> I I just want to see what happens with the tape. Now I don't know the official release date. I do know that it was announced that it is happening. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that soon. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's 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 verify that. Let's let's verify that. Uh, John Wayne, forgive me, individual uh, people. John Wayne Casey confessions. Uh, Netflix. All right, forgive me. The the uh, laptop's a little slow. Oh well, the trailer dropped on the seventh. Yes, but the release date is In interesting. I cannot seem to click on it. <laughs> oh wait, there it is. The tab is up. Tabs up. And we're here. So while we wait for that, um, another thing. Black Panther. Coming out at the end of this year in December. Ah, the, the page top. Yeah, it won't it won't let me find it. Okay. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, just be on the lookout for if, if you're into uh, true crime serial killers, just go ahead on Netflix and check this out be on the lookout for that soon okay now back to what i was saying <coughs> black panther out in december now one of the big things that's being talked about is how in the synopsis uh there's in the synopsis i can show you the uh, article dealing wakanda and atlantis have a long history and they will be heavily they've been heavily entwined with each other so so actually let's pull up right here on cbr.com okay so uh, both Wakanda and Atlantis are hidden civilizations with advanced technology and increased militaristic abilities that decided to separate themselves from the rest of the world for their own safety and in a way out of fear Wakanda feared that their technology would be abused Atlantis feared that surface dwellers would come and desecrate the mythical city just as they did so many years ago. And yet, their fears escalate even further when these two once-hidden nations clash with each other. Wakanda and Atlantis have a shockingly intertwined history. Wakanda is the only country in the world with access to vibranium. However, rumor of its power spread throughout the world, and Namor's human father was sent searching for this rare material in Antarctica yeah so one of the big takeaways from this that I, I, I wonder are they going to call it Atlantis in these movies considering the fact that DC already put out Aquaman and Atlantis is out and technically before we get into it uh, Namor was out before Aquaman okay was, he, Namor was drawn and written before Aquaman even ever, even existed so let's get that out the way. <laughs> but I really am curious if they're going to change the name or not. Now Marvel has a, has a way of doing things like that. They've you know changed and rearranged some things all the time. Um, and so 
I wouldn't put it past them to. I don't know what they would call it. Just so they didn't won't get audi- they won't have uh, audiences getting confused with their Atlantis and then DC's Atlantis. So they might just change the name altogether to avoid that. I'm not sure, but that's something that I I think is is possible. Uh, but what also excites me is that Atuma, who is a an enemy of Namor. Um, I remember seeing him in the Avengers Assemble show on Disney XD. And Atuma is this fearsome warrior. Okay, let me, let me pull up a description for you. But yeah, he's an Atlantean nomadic warlord who is usually depicted as an enemy of Namor the Submariner and is the father of the superhero Andromeda. He believes he is the prophesied conqueror of the Atlantean Empire. So, think of... I would say think of King Orm but much more powerful and much more vicious yeah um in a way he's like evil leonidas <laughs> let's, let's go let's go with that evil leonidas all right and uh I'll, I'll pull up more for you just to just to see here the barbarian warlord known as atuma was part of a sect of homo merminus of this uh, skarka tribe that exiled from the city of atlantis some time ago Likely over their opposition of the royal ruling class, prophecy spoke that a warrior would be born from the Skarka who would conquer Atlantis by force. Before Atuma was born, his tribe was captured by the barbarian uh, Rorak. He had heard of the prophecy and sought to rule Atlantis by controlling the warrior's fate. Atuma was born during the battle, but his mother did not survive. Atuma kept a clot of her blood from her heart. My goodness. When Rorak saw this, he was so impressed that he spared the child's life. However, Atuma was put in slavery for years alongside all the women and children of his tribe. But while others grew weak and died, Atuma thrived working on the mines. The young Atuma grew, soon grew strong, cunning, and ruthless. Later, as a youth, Atuma led his fellow Skarka to an uprising that slaughtered Rorak's minions, while Rorak himself fled. During Atuma's teenage years, his father and the chieftain of the Skarka tribe, Adakar, began arranging for a treaty between the Atlantean Empire and the Skarka tribe. And it just goes more and more into the history, but Atuma is a very powerful, powerful individual. So, I would like to see, well, what if he's the one that's causing this? Or maybe, you know, let's say Black Panther and Namor have conflict at the beginning of the movie, and Atuma could be like, you know, maybe your 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 B-side villain. Or maybe he is your main villain, but at first you want to have... Okay, so maybe let's say he's your villain, but Namor is an antagonist. Now, the antagonist not, is, is not always evil. does not always mean villain. Okay, it, it just literally means something in the way of the protagonist. So, let's say Namor is the, prota- is the antagonist, while Black Panther is your protagonist. Your villain could be Atuma, and Atuma could possibly be the one that's causing those earthquakes. Maybe he's about to wage the war in Atlantis. Wakanda see, thinks that, you know, Atlantis is doing these things on purpose, possibly. But I was looking at Endgame the other night, and I don't think that that's what those earthquakes are. Um, they could be, but based on what Okoye said, she said, you know, it was something like where it, it's something small we're handling. Or maybe not. It's it's a uh, oh my goodness. I, I'm trying to remember the exact quote. Um, here, let me see. I'm trying to remember the exact quote. Um, 
But essentially, she was saying it in a way where it was like, it's not that big a deal. It's just an earthquake. We're handling it. You know, to... Oh, somebody on Quora is saying that it was Namor. And uh, there was a series of underwater earthquakes, yet seemed really anxious to leave it alone. I don't was that I, I don't feel like she was uh, thinking that, but it's just let let's look at it this way. Let's look at it this way. If they're right, that's awesome. But what if it's not actually Namor, who's the one behind it? Okay, so people are saying, well, that that's Namor. That's Namor. Well, you know what if what what if it is just a small little person? It's really it's really nothing. Maybe it could just be a throwaway line for all we know. It could it could literally just be a throwaway line for all we know. We don't know for sure. And Namor hasn't been confirmed for the movie. He just hasn't been confirmed for the movie. What we see him pop in the multiverse of madness, possibly. But he hasn't been confirmed for Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever. So we gotta remember that too. Now, as I was saying, maybe it's Atuma who's causing these earthquakes while he's waging a war underwater. And Namor, like they said in the article, his human father was lost somewhere over the over Antarctica looking for the rare material, vibranium. So what if you know he thinks that they the Wakandans played a role in his death or something? So now there's that conflict. But maybe let's say you know if he finds out the truth, that conflict's resolved. But a tomb is attacking my people, and I need. Some extra backup. Do you mind helping me out here? Or, Atuma brings the war on land to Wakanda. Yeah, I don't. Know. It'll be it'll be interesting. It's a, it's a lot to go into. I, I but I'm but I'm 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 here for it. I'm ready for it. I'm excited for it. I truly 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 uh, want to see this movie um, because I just, I just want to know where they go. We no longer have T'Challa. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. And and I and. So, with M'Baku taking over, what's his story going to be? Like, how is he going to be Black Panther? What, 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 are, you, what are you going to do differently? I wish that T'Challa was, in a way, when I look back at how things have gone down, I wish that T'Challa was still expound, expanded upon. I don't think that role should have went with Chadwick Boseman. I used to think that, but my mind is changing now because... When I think about it more, T'Challa has a very deep character that we haven't even explored the rest of yet. He's a genius. He works on things. He's good with his hands. He he works on a lot of different... Uh, he builds a lot of technology. You know, I, in a way, they wrapped it all up in Shuri, but like T'Challa is one of the smartest people in all of Marvel. Like, on the likes of Reed Richards and Xavier and you know, even, uh, oh man, I just, I just had this character in my head, uh, Reed Richards, Dr. Doom, that, that he, he's up there with them, Falcon is another one, they haven't even expounded on his genius, and he does a lot of tech and engineering work, smart as I don't know what, so there's a lot more to T'Challa's character, um, he even, T'Challa was a part of the Fantastic Four at one point. After him and Storm got divorced, and with the introduction of the X-Men, were, could we have gotten that Storm and T'Challa, uh, uh, T'Challa 
marriage. Could we have gotten that? Maybe they do it with Mbaku. I don't know. Fans probably will be like, that's not right. And honestly, I may feel that way too. But if it's done right, I mean, you can't really be mad at it. But I, I just I just think T'Challa should have still been here. But anyway, Black Panther Wakanda Forever will be coming out December. Please, ladies and gentlemen, be on the hunt for that. So, oh, another thing I want to point out. If, if you all don't know, speaking of the pack, I haven't really touched on this yet, but for those of you who know, or, who, or for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge Sons of Anarchy fan. I love Sons of, An Sons of Anarchy, uh, all seven seasons. It's top-notch TV. The story is incredible. Characters so well done. The music is on point, and it has this crime thriller, outlaw western themes and subtext to it, and it's so masterfully done by Kurt Sutter. I, 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 I love it. And so, uh, if you, we, we, I'll talk about this more on a future episode, but what I want to tell you is there's a spinoff called Mayans MC that I've also been watching. And it's fire. It, it, it really is. It's, it's one of those shows, you know, when you do spinoffs, everything, sometimes a lot of, a lot of things can go wrong. A lot of things can go wrong. And with Mayans, it seems like everything's been going right. Like, they're just so on point. And I think two of the best shows on TV, right? Well, two of the best shows who have ever done this, where their spinoff is just as good as the original, they got Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Now, I've got to still finish. I'm in season three, but they've been keeping on point. They've been on point the whole time. Just like with Mayans, it's been on point from the first episode. Following, you know, the group, the rival group to the rival, the rival club to Sam Crow, or Sons of Anarchy, are the Mines. We're following the story of, of Easy Reyes and how he becomes, he, how he's a prospect with the Mines and how he rises up through the ranks while also dealing with some internal struggles that he has from his past. Okay. And it's over the course of these three seasons, we see his character go through so many different uh, phases and changes. It's like, well, I have to learn to be a good man. I have to learn to be quick on my feet. I have to learn to be a killer. I have to learn to 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 to, to think these situations through. I have to, you know, sometimes I, I have to be the emotional uh, crutch for people. I have to do, and he's just torn in so many ways where it's like, in a way, you can see he's probably losing himself, and I think that's something that they'll explore in season four, which I am excited for. Ha ha ha! So because um, this whole his whole story arc has been great. His, his his relationship with his brother Angel is amazing. It, it really is. Um, true big brother, little brother. You the, the way they come across on screen. Be like, yeah, they're brothers. They, they're, they're definitely brothers, for sure. I love the performance of Edward James almost as their father. I, I love the character of Emily. She, she's oh, Emily's so good. Um, Bishop is another one. Hank, amazing. So, so what am I expecting? So, there's there's so many things, and I can talk about that all day long. But what am I expecting from season four? Well, earlier today, I put out a tweet 
And I was essentially saying that I feel as though this entire season, season four, is going to be a story about war in general. You might as well call it Mayans um, season four war or Mayans season war. You know, however, because there's going to be so much conflict going on. So the tweet I actually said was this. Several struggles I foresee in Mayans MC in this upcoming season. Civil war in the Santa Padre Charter, which is the main charter that we follow throughout the series. War with Sam Crow, because of things that take place. I don't want to give spoilers, but I just want to make people aware. Like, look, go check this show out and catch up. Because season four is dropping on April 19th on FX and Hulu. So, I'm telling you, I will... I will I would not steer you wrong. It is a phenomenal show. Go check it out. Now, I also believe that Galindo will be like Black Panther or Captain America Civil War. Kind of like that undecided B-side villain. Now, for my anime lovers, think of it like Garo in uh, One Punch Man in Season 2. Essentially, that's how I feel like uh, Galindo will be after some events that take place. But I won't dive so much into that. Uh, Easy, like I said, Easy is at war with himself. And Adelita versus Potter. Now, Lincoln Potter is a villain from season four of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, he is with the CIA, I believe, FBI or CIA. He's FBI. Yes, he's a high-ranking, high-ranking guy. And weird dude has a strange way of coming across things, but he uh, he's responsible for pretty much making juice in season four making juice like a uh, he plays a lot of mind games with him and it, it psychologically tortures him all the way to the end of the series and I don't want to get that away because you've got to see it for yourself but he's that type of villain that definitely knows how to play mind games and gets in your head and I love villains that make you think and the way Potter does it it's so scary because his threats come across so real but he, he's so calm and he's and he's saying to you pretty, in a, in a way, I have all this power and I'm talking to you as calmly as possible. And, I, and I'm just letting you know right now, if you don't comply, I will take the entire weight of a thousand planets and I will make you suffer in ways that you never thought you would in your life. I just made that up. <laughs> but that's essentially how Potter is. That's exactly how Potter is. And I love his villain, and I find him so annoying. He's that villain. He's honestly probably the villain I hated the most because he annoyed me so much because he knew how to play those tricks and get in your head and like make sure that you do what he says and walks on these fine lines. He, he's 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 a puppet master. If they if they wanted to call him something else, they could have called him puppet master straight up. And. He, he's phenomenal. Lincoln Potter. So what what is that going to be like? Him and Adelita's conflict since, you know, um, Adelita was a revolutionary and she was leading this group. As I was saying before, uh, I got somehow cut off with my uh, <laughs> application here. Um, Adelita and Potter, all right, they have a conflict over, you know, Adelita's child and we'll see how that gets resolved if it even gets resolved in season four um, i believe elgin james 
has done a phenomenal job taking over as the writer and showrunner since Kurt Sutter's unfortunate departure, which, um, you know, he he's the creator of the show and yet didn't have the rights for it. So all of this is it belongs to Netflix. Be- I'm, not, I'm not sorry, not Netflix, FX. And um, I really want to see more. I want to see a first nine prequel. I want an Abel and Thomas show. I want a Grim Bastards show. Since we're doing spinoffs of the different MCs that we got from Sons of Anarchy, let's let's see let's see the Grim Bastards. Let's see more of them. Though, you know the, the Black MC. Uh, let's, let's see what they, let's see, let's see what they're about. I like to explore that. You know Sons of Anarchy. We got you know the white guys, and then you get in the mines. You got the Hispanics, and now Grim Bastards. You do black folks. Why not? It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just keeping today's episode kind of short. Uh, I just wanted to just throw something out there. Just be on the lookout. Um, so I just wanted to throw this out there. Um, you know, just to get my thoughts down. I was doing a lot of research today, just writing things down. and You know, how much I want to learn and grow this channel and make this podcast even better for all of my viewers and listeners. Uh, that that's what I truly want. I want to be able to uh, cultivate a, uh, a a beautiful community here. So, <laughs> so that um you know, you know that's 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 just what I want from this. I, I I love the work. I love connecting with people. I love talking to people. I want to interview at some point some people from the show. Um, you know, I reached out to I reached out to one of the one of the cast members and. Ugh, I hate people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got a really weird text. Uh, but yeah, I reached out to one of the one of the members of the, of the show, and hopefully, maybe we can sit down. We can have an interview. It'd, it'd be it'd be great. I really want to know like what it takes, you know, behind the scenes, how they um, how they shoot. Like, what is it like having now a different showrunner than before? Is his vision the same? Is it different? Like, what what do you foresee going down the line? How you know, just different stuff like that that I really want to dive into and um yeah so oh i know i know one more thing the kid from Wal- walker scoble the kid from the new adam project movie with ryan reynolds was cast as percy jackson uh and all i have to say to that is just give just dye his hair black and we don't have an issue <laughs> okay um but other than that i'm not mad at the choice uh just dye his hair black and we good Alright, um, but look, so before this episode concludes, I want you all to uh, check something out here. Now, me and a friend of mine, Ronnie Christian, uh, Instagram Chemistry Studios, uh, we worked on we, we worked on this uh, piece that I did, this monologue that I actually wrote, and uh, another round, well, I say it like I... <laughs> like I'm surprised that I wrote it, <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, it, it's a monologue that I wrote, uh, just like, you know, I wrote the Joker monologue, and um, this one, it just kind of came out of nowhere. For some reason, I guess I was just in the mind for Knights and Dragons. So, uh, it's titled Into the Mouth of the Dragon. Uh, I performed and wrote, and um, Ronnie Christian, he arranged the, the, the background effects, the, the sound effects, the music, the everything you hear in the background, he did. And it's really good. I hope you all enjoy it. Go ahead, check it out. And, um, you know, 
that'll well that'll how we conclude today. I want to leave on a on a high note. So right now I'll be saying it's a weak howl, but uh, people are asleep right now, so I couldn't give you my best at the moment. Um, and we will uh, go into this great conversation with again Brain uh, Ben Rayner. I'm sorry. Uh, he has a channel on YouTube known as the Multiverse of Geekdom. Great name. Go check his videos out, and um, you know. We'll be we'll be making some plans for some big things soon. So, tune in Thursday, and remember, one pack, one nation, one smooth how. All right, all right, y'all y'all enjoy that piece. Okay, have a good night. To the mouth of the dragon shall I enter with sore, emboldened by pride, fueled by much more. For my people I stand in the face of great darkness. Alone I do fight this great winged beast of the night. No valley of arrows behind me, just the scent of cooked carnage. Many men called brother, who stormed with me into the fray, leaving their wives and children on this blood-drenched day. The anguish, the pain, the screams, the cries, heard for many miles away, but not one ear did the sound fall upon. For this fight was just us, knights and warriors of the kingdom of Sila, for we lived by the phrase. Forever, which we do stand. Terrorized for years by the very manifest of our fears, we rose up, oh, so brave, to engage the demonic conclave. Claws, wings, and martial teeth against spears, maces, and swords who no longer dwell in their sheath. At the boats we gathered, torches lit with hearts and minds adrift. Shall we ever make it back? Or remember a soldier asked. He was met with silence, but then another spoke. To confront the horde is to embrace thyself. I did not know what he meant, but I knew it contained great wealth. Over on the coastline, preachers greeted us with death, and the large haze settled in, did tremble my breath. Shadowy dark figures with emerald eyes deceived us with beauty, but we knew otherwise. The waters were murky. We knew naught would live below. With one great declaration, we would deliver the first and last blow. As quickly as we charged, we fell just the same. Many of the monsters consumed our great flame. I looked around to see for further enemies. I was first met with silence. stand as it should be. The great winged beast emerged from the grave, teeth blood stained, claws stained by souls. My armor could not withstand much more, but for love and family, this fight I'll endure. I open my stance, dig my feet in the dirt, 
sword raised and dripping with the creatures I've hurt. The beast looked at me, fixed eyes, toothy smile. Twas a battle she wanted, I'd make it worthwhile. I stared at the damned lizard, she stared right back. Daring me to move, I dared her right back. The beast opened its mouth, and I took my chance. Two great titans in one bloody dance. I sliced and parried, she scratched and spit fire. A battle so epic, our roars were like choirs. The sky screamed with thunder, and shed tears all the same. Battle, weak and bloody. We both backed away. My chest rising and falling like the cycle of the sun. Watched me, she did. With eagle's eyes, I made not a move, but I thought of a plan. The beast hissed at me, ready to do it again. A mere cry gained her attention. She turned her head and she started to speak. To her own flesh and bone, a spitting image of her, just small and carefree. A great winged beast, one day he may be. I realized in that moment, but more like than we think. She was protecting her baby from that very same horde. I was fighting for my people with this very sword, but there was no avoiding the end of this tale. Kill or be killed, both of us doomed to fail. The rain covered the tears that fell from my face. Upon noticing there was no saving grace, no chance to escape, but a chance there was, a chance I took, accepting my fate. I charged the beast, apologizing midway, but she caught on quick to my dismay. Quickly, she turned around, her eyes set ablaze into the air. I leaped and closed my eyes and did say, for on this day two more souls shall be reaped. To the mouth of the dragon. Shall I enter with sword, emboldened by pride, fueled by love, forevermore? Never forget